0: Hello and welcome to the podcast Out of Five Stars, a weekly book review podcast. We are your hosts Jess and Jess. I am the Jess in the Pacific Northwest
1: and I'm the Jess in Louisville, Kentucky. Each week we get together with a drink in one hand and a mic in the other to talk about all things bookish. And today we are talking about a PNW Jess pick. It's called Fallen by Lauren Lauren Kate, which is the first in the Fallen series
0: yes it is the first in the fallen series this one came out december 2009 and it's currently sitting at 3.72 on goodreads and we're super excited to chat about it because it's a supernatural series um, but we're actually going to be talking with an og fan of it and returning guest to the podcast isabel from at is shelf
1: on bookstagram But before we get too much into the book, um, Isabel, welcome back to the show. We're super excited to have you. Uh, Can you tell the listeners a little bit? So let me back up. Before, if you don't remember, Isabel came on the show and talked about Shadow and Bone with us. Um, Yeah, and now we're as obsessed with it as she is. So can you tell us what you've been up to since the last time we spoke to you?
2: Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Since we last talked, I graduated from my undergrad in college, and I am now um, teaching fourth grade language arts. So I'm a teacher now.
1: How's that transition been from like full-time student to full-time teacher during COVID?
2: Yeah, during COVID, it has been definitely crazy. very different being a teacher than being a student. There are a lot of things that go into teaching that I had no idea about. So definitely, um, it's been a transition, but it's been great.
1: Have you been able to keep up with your reading as you were before? Or has that kind of like backed off since you are working full time now?
2: Yeah, that's actually now that you bring it up, I have been kind of in a reading slump I've only read a couple of books in the past couple months so definitely juggling full-time job and reading is different than being a student and reading for sure
1: I would imagine so
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I bet um so before we talk about the book and other little things let's start with what everyone is drinking Isabel what are you drinking tonight
2: Well, I had a iced coffee right after work um, that I'm kind of regretting. So now I am just drinking water.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Jess? I'm drinking a um, hard seltzer. It's a lime from the Kirkland Costco brand. What about you? I'm drinking
0: another one of those red hard apple ciders because fall and
1: whatnot. Nice. So you wanted to pick, you picked this book. Why did you pick Fallen? Because it's very YA. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is very YA and it came out in 2009 but I have a thing for like going back to YA especially series that I was I, as a high schooler at the time I just thought I was too good for it you know I, I read Twilight and made it through Twilight but anyone who was reading Twilight at school kind of got poked fun at like oh my god reading the vampire novel so I think the main reason why I didn't pick this up in high school because that's the time that it came out in my life was I was just I don't know the cover you know you can't really carry that book around high school (laughs) and expect kids not to make fun of you not that the cover is like dorky by any means but it definitely gives off a vibe so I just didn't pick it up I didn't read it then Um, and so now as a comfortable adult 30 year old woman I'm ready to like Pick up more books that I was too ashamed right. to went back in the day. I'm
1: gonna age us a little bit, Isabel. When, how old were you, or like what grade were you in when this one came out? Because you're you just graduated college.
2: Yeah, so I'm 22. So, um, I read this book in 2010. So I was like 11 at the time. I think. Yeah. So I was in <laughs> middle school.
1: <laughs> so it was more like geared mm-hmm. towards you than to to high schoolers.
2: I would think so. Um, I yes, mean, right. Yeah. Probably like late middle school, early high school, maybe something like that.
0: Oh, you, so you read it when it first came out. We just asked before we started recording, did you watch the movie? Cause that was another question I had. Um, one other question I want to ask you before we start actually getting into the, the meat of the book is while I was looking into this post reading it, you know, I go through the reviews just to see what other people are saying. A lot of people compare this to Hush Hush and Hush Hush is a series like extremely similar, but the first Hush Hush came out just a few months before the first Fallen. So I was wondering, have you read Hush Hush? Do you compare them a lot together? Do you have a favorite? I'm, you're shaking your head. So obviously you've read it or know of it, but do you have a favorite or what are your thoughts on it? Because they're yeah, almost so exactly I, the same description wise.
2: They, they're very similar. And I actually picked up Fallen because I loved Hush Hush. I had read all of the Hush Hush books that were out at the time And I picked up Fallen because I wanted more of like the same kind of thing. Um, I think if I had to pick between the two, I liked Mm -hmm. at the time, I liked Hush Hush more. Um, But yeah, they are very, very similar.
1: I don't know what Hush Hush is other than a Hush Hush puppy or or whatever, like a food thing. (laughs) Okay, so Jess, just to give you a little background
0: on that, uh, this one came out, Fallen came out December 2009 and I think in like February or March of 2009, Hush Hush. So Hush Hush, the first one came out before this one. And it's also a story about mm-hmm. a fallen angel. Okay. So like just very similar things, but it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of curious about that because after reading this, I'm like, okay, well now I got to I gotta read Hush Hush. Um, and then I went down like a weird wormhole of Fallen got made into a movie and Hush Hush was supposed to be made into a movie and then they just like cancelled the Hush Hush movie because I think Fallen got in there quicker or something I have no idea but just I thought it was kind of goofy. Anywho so we start conversations off with the book cover. Kind of described it earlier but it's a girl like covering her face and she's all like gothic looking. I don't know. What do you guys think about the cover? Would you have picked Very it up? moody. Either one of you? Yeah. Yeah obviously Isabel you would have picked it up but would you pick it up now as a reader like a a little bit older reader would you be like "Hmm, I might read
2: this yeah I think at the time that I was reading it it was very up my alley it was dark it looked angsty um, and so that was the kind of thing that I liked now I don't necessarily know that I would pick it up maybe if it was like for free on Kindle Unlimited or something like that. But I don't know that I'd pay full price for it.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So this was a reread for you.
2: Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. And I hadn't read it probably since maybe like 2011, 2012. Um, So it's been a while.
0: So Fallen, the whole story, it's about a timeless love story, classic. Everyone loves them all the time. Not just like at this point in, in, you know, in book history in like 2009 twilight era, just everyone really likes timeless love stories. I want to know, what do you guys think about the love story? That is Lucy, Lucienda and um, Daniel, do you guys like their love story or what are your thoughts on their relationship? Cause we've got another 17-year-old girl with a obnoxiously older <laughs> thing, person. What did you guys think about them? I guess we can compare them to like any other couple that's like that.
2: Um, I when I first read this and actually when I was rereading it, I forgot that Daniel was the main love interest because Cam is introduced first as a character. And the first time I read it and Mm -hmm. during my Uh reread this time, I was like, is Cam the love interest? I couldn't remember. Um, And so Daniel was not a super memorable love interest for me. Um, He didn't, their love story didn't have the same impact on me that something like Twilight did where it was like this iconic couple of Bella and Edward. So I think, you know, the idea is definitely similar, but I would say Especially Daniel's character, I was kind of like, I, I really forgot that he was even the love interest, which doesn't, which doesn't seem great for him.
1: To be honest, I was like, this was supposed to be a love story. It kind of felt like all of a sudden they meet and then at the end they're in love. And it kind of felt a little bit like Twilight-E, Twilight-E where like they date a little tiny bit and then boom, they're the love of their lives. So it's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I highlighted, I had to highlight in this book because I tried not to compare it to, to Twilight. Cause that's not what you're supposed to be, you know, doing while you're reading, but it takes, it takes so long for Luce to like figure out he's not human. So long, much longer than Bella. Okay. You have to compare, but towards like the end of the book, it's like, Almost, you know, a few chapters left, we get the line that is too much like Twilight for me, but Daniel basically says, uh, will you say it again? (laughs) Will you tell me what am I? And I'm like, oh, that's totally ripping off that line from Twilight where he's like, I need you to say it. (laughs) What am I? And I was like, okay, that's a little too much like the Twilight saga, but, um, I think that's just kind of how a lot of these books go, especially with the love triangle Mm -hmm. and all that with, you know, you do got, you've got Cam, the long hair boy, and you've got Daniel, the more posh one. Um, I thought that was kind of a a little bit goofy for me. And obviously I'm not the target audience anymore, but that just kept bringing up, Uh, like kept flashing in my brain the whole time.
1: Did you think that it was important Isabel, did you think that it was important to have this set in, like, this weird alternative school, or could it have done just fine in a regular school? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why it needed to be an alternative school. Yeah.
2: No, I completely agree. I have no idea why it was set at this, like, weird, like, reform school. Um, it didn't really seem important to the plot at all, other than, like, you know, Luz has Uh, allegedly committed this crime but like it makes really no sense why they're there other than that
0: well my main question about the alternative school thing is supposedly we've got like what seven fallen angels who go to school here which is even stranger than like vampires who are Because if you think about it, these fallen angels are 6,000 years old or whatever they are. So they've been around since, like, the beginning. So if they choose to, like, live out their days as high school students, it's way weirder than, like, 300-year-old vampires choosing. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) something's not right about these angels who are deciding to spend their days at a reform school where they have to dress goth. But I do think it's really funny that they all dress goth. And I just, like, in my brain, I was picturing such an alternative. Like, everyone's got a septum piercing and things like that. So when Mm. I – I told everyone earlier, but I watched the movie for Fallen last night. Totally took it, like, the Hills vibe, like, OC or something like that. No one was alternative. Like, one girl was alternative the whole time. And the rest of them were very, like – California vibe people and I was like oh
1: all right whatever
0: in the south
1: not not Georgia vibes yeah
0: I wasn't getting that kind of vibe there there was like a few gothic-y southern gothic tree type things cemetery the movie is its own discussion so I'll try not to bring it up so many times but it is a really goofy kind of I don't know step leap that they took It, it it's just a lot different than what I was expecting. Um, so I, like I mentioned before, I thought it took, uh, loose a, a very long time before she discovered or realized that Daniel's an angel or that she has known him from previous lives, all that kind of stuff. Did you, Isabel, did you think it took her too long to make this realization after mm-hmm. kind of having her weird flashbacks or anything like that? Or it also just doesn't make the love story to me believable that it took her almost to the end of the book to realize she's been in love with this guy forever since like 6,000 years.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I was actually thinking about it today. Like it seems like really most of the story is just her kind of having these weird flashbacks and that's really, it It doesn't feel like a lot happens in the story. We kind of at the very, very end Mm -hmm. get this explanation. But until then, you're just kind of like, what is really happening here? Um, so I think if she had found out a little earlier, it would have maybe made the plot a little bit better paced because it seems like we spend way too much time with her just kind of being confused.
1: I agree with you. I feels like Lauren Kate, Kate Lauren, what was the author's name? Lauren yeah. Kate? Uh, Lauren, Lauren Kate, Kate, I think. Um it it felt like she was just like writing this whole book as an introduction for the second book for you to be like, Oh, now I have to pick up the sec, the second one. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to, this was, the first one was boring. Like, um, there was, there was another series that we read that kind of felt the same way too, where the author just was trying, filling in little holes and little fluff in order to get you interested for the second book. But Because of all that fluff, what part of the book was the most interesting to you, Isabel? Like what was your favorite part about it or like scene or chapter or whatever? What did you like the most?
2: The scene that was like the one scene that I remembered from this book was where they're in the cemetery and the angel statue falls down and Daniel has to save Luce from being crushed By the angel statue it gave me very much twilight parking lot scene energy and I think that's why I liked it so much when I first (laughs) read it because I was like oh this feels the same (laughs) and I like that um so yeah that was the scene that I remembered that was like the one thing I remembered about this book going into it uh for my reread
1: yeah I now that you mention it I feel the same way too but um when I I remember when we read reread Twilight, I felt like my cheeks were always like smirking and I, because like there was so many of these like cute little things going on between Edward and Bella building this love story. And most of the time I was just annoyed at Daniel, like, really dude, you're like, I don't know. It it, it sounded like, or felt like he was one of those boys that just doesn't want to pay attention to you, even though he really likes you kind of thing. Right, Jess, what did you think about about that? Yeah, I, I gosh. Okay. So
0: team team Daniel or Team Cam. Um the the whole book, I I did not know we were gonna take a very religious turn. Did did not expect that. Also, I did not read the like inside cover. I I like going in blind. So was not expecting a very religious turn of events of them being angels uh once I did though I'm you know trying to bring back my Sunday school upbringing my my Catholic upbringing and I'm trying to like remember all these little tidbits to see if it's like working together and I with the epilogue I don't know if I'm more of like I think I like Cam better I don't know I don't know who I like better it, it was just so vague. The boys didn't really have personality, which I think I kind of liked because it gave Luce more personality. It, and then having her have that friendship with Penn, that felt very normal. Like a lot of girls in these books don't get a best, a girl best friend who is like really their best friend who they hang yes. out with. But Luce yes. does have Penn. And Penn is my favorite character of the whole book. I love her. She did not get justice. I hate what they did to her in this book. I'm, like, so terribly upset that she died in the book. Though, does not die in the movie. Anyways, one other thing Ooh. I wanted to bring up. Um, so... But they never made any more movies. So I could never get more of Penn. I thought she was great. So one thing I want to bring up is I was was going through Goodreads reviews. And someone had this like huge, like they did their senior thesis on this book or something like that. They had a gigantic review and I had to read it. They ended up doing the math on how much Luce and Daniel – how much time they got together. You know, because everyone's talking about in Twilight, they only really were dating for like a few weeks before they decided mm-hmm. this was their whole thing. So Daniel's been around for 6,000 years. Luce comes along every 17 years. So 6,000 divided by 17. That's 353 times they have met. Each meeting lasts on t- on average about three weeks. So 353 times 21 days equals 7,413 days. That divided by 365 days equals 20 years, about 20 years. So all in all, this couple have been together on and off for roughly like 20 years. So that's like a a normal thing. But they're also saying like anytime Mm -hmm. they kiss, it starts over. Like they die and she dies and then it starts all over. The main reason why I will be reading the next one is because I just need to know what the hell is going on with Luce. Like, what is going on? Is she just gets reincarnated all the time? I'm so confused. Why do all the angels still like Daniel? I was confused. Seems like an awful way to spend their time.
1: I was so confused. I'm like, okay, if as soon as they kiss, she dies, and then it's every 17 years, and she's 17 years old. So, does that mean that once she dies, like, some baby is born and it's the new loose again. What did uh, Isabel, did you have any theories about that weird situation? I don't know. That was kind of fricking weird.
2: I have read the second and third books in this series, although I cannot recall a single detail from either of them. So I can't really, they might, it, it very well might be explained <laughs> later on. I just don't remember. <laughs> um, my big question was though, Is she named Lucinda every single time she's reborn?
1: Yeah, that's a weird
0: question. A weird
1: Real question.
0: It's got to be her name every single time. And she's got some reincarnation thing where every single time she gets to choose her parents or something. You know, I was uh, recently just reading this book called Light is the New Black. And it's talking about reincarnation and stuff like that. And one of the theories that's brought up there is like when you're, when you're ready to be reincarnated, you get to choose, like you get to pick from like three people that you get reincarnated to or whatever. And so I'm wondering if she picked the family that she picked this time, if that's how it works, I have no idea. I will be reading the rest of the series though. Um, Did she pick them because they weren't going to baptize her and it was going to like finish off the the whole cycle? I'm so confused. A lot of this like religious stuff in here is just seems like it's sprinkled in there for fun, but isn't like based in a lot of either Christianity or Catholicism. It just kind of seems like a fun way to bring like ooh a new spooky supernatural. It's more supernatural than religious. But what did you guys think about the religion in the book?
2: I think for me, I, um, I went to Catholic school growing up, so I'm familiar with, you know, a lot of the, you know, characters, major players, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call them. Um, I didn't, I, yeah, but I agree. I don't think it was really based in a lot of religious research. I think a lot of it was kind of like uh, we'll throw in some some people and just to kind of make it fun and and different than, you know, a vampire book or a werewolf book or something like that.
1: I mean, I could have done without it would. Have, I don't know. It it was a little bit different, I guess. But it did seem like the author kind of just threw it in there as something to make the story unique and not necessarily because she knew much about it. You know what I mean?
0: yeah. I I agree. I feel like I usually really do like stories that have historical yes. pieces or kind mm-hmm. of things that are based in some belief we all believe in or whatever or no, and they're sprinkled throughout. But this one just seemed like it was an easy way to have supernatural beings that were super, super old that aren't vampires. Kind of felt that way to me because there wasn't a whole lot of that extra religious layer of like well, who, who is the devil? Like, how Mm -hmm. do we end this war that's been going on? And there wasn't a lot of explanation, um, with all these other fallen angels. There's like seven of them all together and they're all just hanging out at reform school together. Like I'd like a little bit more explanation. I
1: think, I think the author was kind of just filling in the blanks as she made them up. Really. I don't think she did much, um, research, or to put too much thought into it um, before we go into like the rest of the questions um, I looked up really quickly the Rotten Tomatoes score for the movie and surprisingly this movie came out in 2016 but the book came out in what tw- in 2009 so that was a long time in the making um, well what when did the last book come out though because there's a bunch of them in
0: the series. There's like I don't know, six but it seven? got
1: seven splat uh, tomato meter. Tomato meter, seven percent. Ooh, tomato meter. I don't know what those mean. Isabel is like, ooh. Those yeah, I don't them. know what that means. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> is that bad? Is that bad? And now I have to look. What do they base this on? Is seven bad?
2: Is it
1: 7%? Or seven good? 7%.
2: I think it's out of a 100%. So I would imagine seven is not great.
1: <laughs> okay, but if it makes you feel any better, there was only 14 people that re- reviewed <laughs> the, the movie on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's how many people have seen the movie. Well, now Jess is number 15. It wasn't
0: terrible.
1: Right, okay,
0: so it wasn't terrible. it's I felt embarrassed. I watched it alone if that tells you anything. I did watch it alone i here's the thing it came out at the right, not the movie. The movie really didn't come out at the right time. It should have come out a little bit earlier when the books were getting more you know recognition and whatnot. My main thing is none of the fallen angels are, and I know I'm a 30 year old, so I I shouldn't be like looking at these probably like 20 year old actors and be like, they need to be hotter, but none of them are like hot. None of them are super hot. You know, twilight. I look, I'm still looking at Jacob. I'm like, yeah, damn, that boy's hot. (laughs) Edward, whatever, not my type, but the, the actors who played, um, Daniel and cam are not like, they're just not heart throbby enough to really make me feel like, I ha- I have to make a choice between this love triangle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So I think that was another issue with the book. Um, also, the CGI angel wings—they didn't—they didn't go all out on that. Uh, uh, they didn't budget for very good angel wings. That's that's all I'll say. They look a little weird. Uh, but Pen in in the movie is great, and she doesn't die at the end of the movie. So I'm kind of like that aspect of the movie, like. Penn and um, Luce got like a better girl relationship and whatnot. And I'm just kind of curious where they were going to go with that, because obviously that's not what happened in the book. What did you guys think about um, Penn's death in the book?
2: I think for me, I forgot that she died, actually. Um, I remembered that Miss Sophia was bad. I couldn't remember what she did That was bad, though. I was like, I know she does something bad. I can't remember what it is. Um, And so when Penn does die, I was kind of shocked because I I did genuinely forget that she that she dies in the book. And I was like, that's pretty grim. Like that's Lucy's best friend. And and she dies. I was like, wow. So I was surprised.
0: And it was just super unceremonious. Like it, it had no actual plot move, like it didn't move the plot any further or anything like that other than Luce demanded that her friend be buried. Um Yeah, I just thought it was kind of a bummer. So the book ends with an epilogue and we always say mm-hmm. epilogues are hit or miss here. I thought the epilogue, I thought it was, it was a good epilogue, honestly, because I was... Temperature wise, cool at the end of the book. Like, I wasn't gonna go out and find the next book in the series. And then the epilogue happened where there was, they were teasing out that like Cam, Daniel, truce thing, Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Which just made me more interested in what's gonna happen between those two boys, what's gonna happen between the rest of the fallen angels. Where are we gonna go from here? And I think for me, it's just my curiosity. Like I want to know how she ties it all together, how the battle's going to go. I'm a little curious. Um Isabel, were you curious at all with the with the epilogue ending?
2: Yeah, I mean, when I read it for the first time, I actually went back and looked on my Kindle like history cuz I've had my Kindle for a long time. So I read this series on my Kindle back in like 2010, and I ordered the second book, like as soon as it came out, as soon as I could read it, I ordered it. So clearly Epilogue worked on me where I was like, I have to know what happens next. I have to know. I was, uh, more interested in Cam when I was reading this series. Cause he was like the bad boy, you know, that's always more my type. So I was like uh-huh. reading the second one, rooting for Cam. Obviously you kind of know, okay, that's not really going to happen, but that was my hope going into the second one. So the epilogue for me, yeah, definitely sucked me into the next book for sure. Jess, what about you?
0: Were you pulled in?
1: I was a little bit curious. I, and then it also gave me some more like Twilight vibes. Like, look at these boys watching the girls sleep. That's creepy.
0: Look at these boys who don't need to sleep. Watch the girls yeah, sleep. Exactly. Yeah. So... <laughs> What is it with women who want men who don't sleep, watching them sleep, and just generally like doing things like this? Like, why is this always, why does it always work on me? Works on me. Why is it always working?
1: All right. Do you want to go into rating?
0: Yes. And I think we should rate it. Because, Isabel, you read it originally when it came out. So I do want to start with you, and I want to hear your rating that you gave it when you first read it, if you still remember that, if you have, like, your Goodreads and know what you rated it back then. And then I want to know what you read. Sorry, Poyo's barking. And then I want to know what you rate it now.
2: Yeah, so I actually, I had a Goodreads back in 2010 when I read this. Um, So I went back and looked. I rated the first one three stars when I read it for the first time which is shockingly low because at the time I was rating everything I read five stars. Um, so I'm not really sure why I rated it three stars um, back then, but I, I did. Um, Maybe it was
0: because it was after Hush Hush and you like that one It's very better.
2: possible because I did give Hush Hush five stars. <laughs> um, yeah. So oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I, it could definitely be because of that. So I rated it three stars back in the day. Now, if I had to rate it, I would say probably two. And one star is really just for the nostalgia of it all. Um, Brings me back. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, Louisville Jess, you are next. And feel free to rate it if you were a young pup again and then rate it as your adult self. I think it's a little... A little difficult to rate it as just one thing, you know what I mean? It is very
1: hard, and that's something that I was going to say is maybe back then I would have rated it differently than I'm rating it now, but as a 29-year-old, I think I even rated Twilight better. This didn't feel like it had any, didn't have a lot of good writing, and it must be also because... We've been reading so many more books this year. And so my standard of a good writing book has, you know, gone up a level, most likely. Um, so unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with one and a half stars. I was starting to read it. And then I was thankful that I got the audiobook version because I put that shit on two speed because I just wanted to get through it. I was like, can I just be done with this? I'm yeah, it didn't go fast for me. So one and a half stars. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. So I,
0: if I, I feel like if I was a younger person, and yeah, I'm just gonna say that I feel like if I was a younger person reading this back in the day, I would have rated it like three stars. I'm going back to like high school, Jess. Like if I was in high school, I would have read this and been like, well, it's not as good as Twilight. I I don't feel like their relationship is like end all Mm -hmm. be all not like twilight and i think when i read twilight the first one i gave that one four stars so i probably would have given this three stars back in the day reading it now it was good and entertaining definitely made me like blush that i was reading this (laughs) you know by myself and then watching the movie immediately after um i gave it two stars because it it wasn't bad and this was definitely a unique supernatural theme for me. I'd never read anything about angels before. Um, But now I'm just really interested in reading Hush Hush. But anyways, I would have Baby Jess would have given this three stars. Adult Jess gives it two.
1: Alright. Pretty pretty low for this book. But also we are older now. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, So now that we are done with the book discussion, Isabel, we've got some random questions for you to answer and one just already hinted at earlier and that's it's not random that's team cam or team daniel and i think we know what the answer is there
2: yeah for me i was team cam back then i'm team cam now i just can't resist a bad boy love interest does it for me every time um so yes definitely team cam
0: okay so, next question is we want to hear your your newest unpopular opinion of a book.
2: Ooh.
0: Like what is one book that you've read recently, everyone loves it and you're like no. Or alternatively, what's a book that you love that everyone else did not like?
2: This is a good one. Um, let me think. Well, I don't know if this I'm I'm going to say that this kind of counts. Um, Jennifer L. Armentrout's new book in the From Blood and Ash series just came out, um, A Shadow in the Ember. And I am not going to read it um, because I am not interested in it. People are, like, really excited about it. I've read all the other books in the series, but I disliked The Crown of Gilded Bones so much, which was the third one, that I am, like, not going to read this at all. I'm just going to listen to someone's podcast about it and not even bother reading it. Cause I'm like not excited about it in any way, shape or form. Um, which I feel like is unpopular cause there's been a lot of hype around it, but I'm just, I'm not feeling it.
1: I saw the hype around all of it. And then people like pointing out, um, errors in the editing, like they rushed this book. The editing is terrible. And like there was, um, somebody missed a space or somebody um they found a couple mistyped words so I'm like ugh, that kind of makes it even if they're sprinkled throughout it kind of makes it not good to read but that's interesting have you ever not finished a series before or is this going to be your first one
2: Oh, I, I have definitely not finished series before. In fact, I didn't finish the Fallen series, actually. I didn't read the fourth book in the Fallen series. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely in the camp where if I'm not enjoying something, I'm not going to spend time, like, finishing it, even if I've invested time in it before. Um, and the Jennifer L. Armentrout books are very long, and I'm like, I'm not going to spend my time reading that if I'm not super excited about it.
1: That makes sense. hmm
0: Okay. And because this is our last episode in the spooky season, what is your all-time favorite scary book
2: or spooky book? It doesn't have to be super scary. This is a great question, actually. Um, My favorite all-time spooky book is The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Um, I actually wrote my senior thesis on it because I love it so much. I have... Many, many thoughts about it. Um, so yeah, by far my all-time favorite spooky book. Although I will say I read uh, Mexican Gothic during October, and I thought that was mm-hmm. very similar in some ways, and also a fantastic spooky book.
1: Yeah, that one. That one gave me nightmares. I think just nightmares. <laughs> oh no! I I read it during I read it during Christmas season because I thought it was going to be like a festive. <laughs> sort of thing I don't know I was naive so
0: it was at the beginning of the podcast we were all just getting started okay well good we'll put those on show notes um in the blog and everything so anyone can find your favorite scary book I want to thank you Isabel for coming on the podcast again it was great to have a returning a returning Podcast friend. <laughs> um, we hope you had fun. Be sure to follow Isabel at Iza underscore shelf on Instagram. And don't forget to tune in to next week's episode where we are going to be covering a Louisville Jess pick, Ugly Love. So we're super excited about that one. Yep. I know Jess is.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's by Colleen Hoover. It'll be P and Jess's first Colleen Hoover book. My third one, Isabel just read a Verity by Colleen Hoover, so. Colleen Hoover, all around. Don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on all the socials at Out of Five Stars, and that's Auda with two T's. Until next time, cheers! Cheers!